Welcome, friend. I hope you're well. You're listening to the Mr. X Dreams podcast, where I regale you with stories of all things paranormal. Now, whether these stories come from my listeners, my own personal and family experience, or fictional stories from my own imagination, all stories you'll hear here are written and performed by yours truly. Make sure you follow this podcast for countless journeys to come. If you're listening on a rating-supported platform, like Apple iTunes, a five-star review would be very much appreciated. If you have a scary story of your own, reach out at mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. That's mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. And share your story with me. You might even hear it on a future episode. Now, sit back, relax, and spend a moment or two here in my world. I'm Mr. X, and welcome to my dreams. This episode is a part of a series of my older recordings I did for the Mr. X Dreams YouTube channel. If you're listening to the podcast version, please excuse references to YouTube and subscribers and things like that. Consider it a relic of the past. If you're the type to prefer visuals along with your stories, I usually put artwork and motion graphics to go along with the experience. You can find those videos over at YouTube.com by searching Mr. X Dreams. We'll talk again soon. Hello there, my friends. Uh, Mr. X Dreams here, of course. I've been seeing you quite a bit in the last uh, couple weeks, but there's something very pressing. Normally I do these videos uh, with a few different dreams, but I wanted to get this one out and I wanted to talk about it as soon as possible. This happened just this morning. And um, if you follow my Twitter and Instagram, you'll see that it was something that I've never had happen to me before in a dream. And that's why I kind of, um, some things you're going to learn about me that you probably didn't know today. And, uh, be, and, and I've, I've been keeping certain things close to the vest, uh, for personal reasons for many years now. And I've never had a real reason to, to change that until now because the implications of this dream are so, are so, uh, important to me. They're so drastic when it comes to what happened. And, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just tell the story. I'll give you a little bit of setup beforehand, and then, um, we'll talk about it afterwards. So please enjoy as you did in the days of old, my, uh, story time animated background. Nice to see you too, by the way. All right, so before I get into this, I have to kind of give a setup of my old house. You might have heard this before, but I don't, I don't know that I've ever had to really give it this much uh, detail before, because I've had plenty of dreams in the past where it took place uh, where I was living with my current family in my old house that I grew up in. But the actual geography of it is a little bit more important this time around with this particular dream. So we'll get into it. So this occurred at about maybe 2 to 3 a.m. this morning. It all started as a 
pretty mundane dream with a few exceptions. I was going about my normal day. I was in a grocery store, talking to clerks, talking to normal people that I saw around the shop, people that I knew in the context of the dream. I had I had a rapport with these people. There were just people I, I don't know in life, but that I, I was kind of familiar with. I also had this weird feeling that in the world of that dream, every so often, people just decide not to wear clothes. I knew that I had done that before, and there were several other people in the, in the uh, dream, in the shop, that I remembered seeing them walking around naked at different times as well, and I really thought nothing of it. So that was just that's just a weird alternate reality quirk of whatever that that uh existence really was. But down to the meat and potatoes of this dream. I picked up a few things from this grocery store and I walked home down the block. And when I arrived home, it was my childhood home, the child the the home that I spent the most time in growing up as a child in South Florida. And uh, I decided to go in, say hi to my wife, come back out, take out the garbage, just kind of go around doing normal stuff, just tedious household chores. And during that time, I happened to walk by in between my house and the neighbor's house. Now, I looked into the neighbor's window because I saw movement. And in the neighbor's bedroom, I saw that she was naked. And she was seemed to be changing her clothes. And I made a conscious, a conscious decision. I kind of felt bad for looking in there. And I was like, you know what? Let me just keep keep doing what I'm doing and um, avoid looking in there. So I opened up the fence to my backyard and uh, went into my, I started going towards the patio of my house. And this is where the kind of geography comes in. So imagine two houses next to each other and they both have fenced in backyards. I I have the house on the right. My neighbor has the house on the left. But behind past the the backyard, past the far fence in the backyard of both of our properties, there's another house because the road kind of wraps around to a cul-de-sac back that way. And there's a couple houses on that cul-de-sac. So there's basically the two houses and then behind that on the next road over, there's another house. You could see that that house is kind of perpendicular to our house. And uh, in the driveway of the house behind my house, there was a vehicle. And behind that vehicle, there was a very strange-looking man. He kind of had a, a nerdy look about him. He was wearing these big, thick glasses. And uh, kind of a windbreaker jacket. And he was really large, oafish-looking man. He kind of was hunched over. What I noticed, he was he was squatted down behind the hood of his car, 
and looking into my neighbor's house with binoculars. And I saw that and I was like, man, that's, that's not only that, is that weird, but that's kind of uncalled for. Like she's, she's changing. She's in the privacy of her home and this guy's trying to peep at her from across the, across the way there. And uh, the guy was kind of blocked by the fences in my backyard, but I could see over him because obviously I'm way taller than the fence. So I go in. I I just I didn't say anything to him at the time. I go in about my business, minding my own business, and uh, go into the patio of my house, take off my shoes or whatever, go inside, and I mention to my wife that, hey, this. Uh, the guy that lives behind us is is peeping at our neighbor. And she asked me, she she was kind of like, hey, what do you mean he's peeping? You didn't say anything? And I was like, no, well, no, but I'm going to. And I kind of, I was toying with the idea of going to, to confront the guy, but I, I kind of decided not to until my wife encouraged me to do so. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go out right now. I put my shoes on and I went back outside to not yell at the guy, but at least kind of get his attention and let him know that I saw him doing what he was doing. Um, so I go outside and seconds later, I hear my children burst out of the door and start coming, uh, running around in the backyard behind me. My wife comes out as well. And this is the crazy part. I go, I kind of position myself between the guy with the binoculars and my neighbor's house. And I didn't notice it at the time, but the fences that protected my property and my neighbor's property were somehow completely gone when I went back outside for the second time. So this, the, the area that was previously pretty, at least, you know, superficially safe, is now completely wide open. And I was, I kind of waved my hand to get the guy's attention, the peeper's attention. And I did get his attention. He kind of put the binoculars down and he started to stand up really slowly. And I waved my hand. I was saying, I was like, hey, come on, bro. Come on. I didn't want to say too much to him. I didn't want to like call him out too harshly for some reason. But uh I I realized that he was kind of just trying to ignore me and pretend like nothing happened. And that kind of got a little bit that got a little bit on my nerves. So he got he kind of just got up and started slowly lugging towards his front door. And I was like, "Hey, Please, you know, don't, don't do that again, man. That's not, that's not cool. And he's walking inside. And as he's walking inside, my little son just starts running towards the guy's uh, property. And I kind of gave him that dad, that dad voice, like, get, get back over here, boy, to my son. And this, this is like maybe 25 yards away. And he, my son sprinted down there for some reason. I don't know why. And, uh, so I just had this weird and bad feeling looking at this guy as he was walking towards his door. And, uh, 
I just, I just got this sinking feeling and I, I told my wife, Hey, get the kids, get inside. All of you guys get inside the house right now. And they were kind of not really responding to what I was asking them to do. And I kind of started quickly walking towards my son who was still kind of in the area of the man's driveway. And as I was walking towards my son, I saw the man reemerge into the doorway holding and kind of like he was racking a slide. I could tell immediately he was racking the slide of a, of a, some kind of converted pistol. It looked like one of those, a pistol that had been converted to uh, fire automatically. That was my assumption. And as soon as I saw that, I was just struck and gripped by this, this paternal fear. And the man's, the, the look in the man's face, he kind of looked totally different to me. He's, he looked like, he had this desperation in his, in his face all of a sudden. And his, his hair even looked different. It looked like he was just crazed. And I quickly positioned myself kind of between, my son had started to kind of walk walk back walk away back towards our house at that point so i put myself now in between the man and and my family and i said hey 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 whoa whoa relax man please put the put the weapon down please relax this is not that serious you know i'm i wasn't trying to mess with you or anything just please relax and the man was looking at me but he was more like looking through me it was really it was really disturbing the look on his face i i cannot it's it was like the look of a of a murderer it was just in his eyes and he raised his gun and and somehow i could tell i could count exactly 5 bullets burst from fully automatic from his pistol and i heard my wife screaming at the at like at that moment and i knew the man had shot my son and the feeling that took over my body at that point was difficult to describe it was like my brain was being electrified like it was I, as as i would imagine this is what my brain would feel like if I was struck by lightning, I was, except I was experiencing it in, in slow motion. My brain was lighting up with electrical, crackling, pulsating energy so violently that I could see lights crackling in my vision, like the peripherals of the periphery of my vision was be, were being lit up by these little points of light from the activity it seemed like the activity in my brain and i started walking towards this man as my wife was screaming i could not bear to turn to look to see what had happened to my son but as i was walking towards the man i saw the bullets returning to his gun five bullets 
in slow motion. I was, I was walking towards him, and at the same time, turning back the hands of time, It was, I'm, and I, I'm sorry if I'm getting a little emotional about this because of the, the, the feeling that I had. I, I could not accept what had just happened. And this, I altered reality once before, but never like this. I walked up to the man, and by the time I actually reached him, and I was standing in front of him, all five of the bullets had returned and like re I saw the reverse explosions, you know, of the comp of the hot air coming back into his barrel. And I grabbed the barrel of the gun, and it was cold because it had not yet been fired at that point. And I twisted his arm forcefully to point the gun, the end of the gun, the barrel of the of the gun, under his chin intending to have him shoot himself instead of shooting my son but at that time by that point by the time i reached there that stage my brain was on fire it was so it, it took so much exertion for me to mentally reverse the flow of time to save my son that my brain literally kicked me out of the dream state and I had to I had to wake up and and it was it's weird because normally when I wake up from a, a situation like that in a dream sometimes I'm already crying but this time I wasn't crying because it was like I I had successfully undone the the event that would have broken my heart and changed my life. So there's so many things to unpack about that dream. And I'm sure some of you will comment down below and let me know what you thought about the, some of the elements in there, the nakedness, the, the fence, the me, you know, the fact that I didn't immediately go and confront the guy but I did go back and now all of a sudden the fences are gone and there's my son is free to just run right up to the danger area. It's crazy. You know, he wouldn't have been able to do that if, if the fence was there, which it was when I was initially outside. But the thing that gets me the most and that has me so fascinated by this dream is obviously the reversal of time. Now I said earlier that um actually let me let me go back to the video here. So I hope you enjoyed that that retelling of that dream. It was extremely emotional for me and uh it's yeah. Hopefully I'm able to do something like that again if I ever have to in a dream because normally I've, I've never had that happen. <clears throat> now, the only time that I can recall changing reality in response to uh, grief like that 
is uh, a dream that I had a long time ago where someone told me that my mother had died long before she actually died many years ago. And in response to that news, me hearing that information, I changed the entire world of the dream, which which even changed who I was as a person. I, I completely became someone else, and everyone I knew became other people just to escape the reality of my mom dying. And unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, I wasn't able to do anything about my mom when she, my mom really dying a couple months ago. But, you know, that's just how the world works. I wish there was something we could do to change things like that, but we can't. But in this, even in that, even in that effort, the monumental effort, and I felt that effort of, of changing the world. I was in a different country in a different time. There were dragons all of a sudden. There were I was able to fly. I was a I was I was a totally different person. I was like a warrior monk or something like that after I was told that my mom passed away. And um but when that happened, I remember it was almost like the world was changing for me. Like I commanded the world to change and it just did it. But in this dream, with this reversal of time, it was as if I had to manually, cerebrally do this. And it, it took, I could feel the effort and the strain on my mental capacity, but it was an instinctual thing. I wasn't purposefully doing it, but it's so strange. And, it's, and, and I, have the, I have the sensation in my mind. It's just not something I'm really able to communicate, apparently. It was just, I don't know how I was able to do it, or what method or what thought process I did it. It was almost like my brain rejected it so hard that it said, there's got to be another way. All right, I know what to do. Somehow reverse everything five seconds, and then kill this guy before he does it. And that's what I was about to do, but my brain kind of just reached the capacity of its of its processing power and it was like, you know what? End it. Forget this dream. We undid that. That's good. And now that I I mean, I wonder why my I I wonder why I was able to do that or how I was able to do that to do that and also why I did it. I mean, I would not think to do that in a normal circumstance because it's totally impossible. I mean, sometimes if I'm in a gunfight or if I'm in a in physically uh, fighting someone in a dream, I usually, you know, I just try to shoot better or I try to fight harder or something like that. It's, it's very rare that I choose to do something that's completely outside of the normal realm of possibility. And that's what I did in this dream. So yeah, that I'm I'm not going to talk about any other dreams today because um 
I think that one is more than enough to chew on for the time being. And I hope you're liking these dream chronicles that I'm doing because I, I really in, enjoy doing them and I don't have to write anything and take three, four hours to write. I get to talk to you for a little bit and uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to try to start doing them more for, I mean, unless there's a bunch of small little dreams, like little bite-sized ones, I can do those in clusters, but I could, you know, get in here, get in front of the webcam and talk about a really good, interesting, meaty one and call that a day. If you guys are down with that, let me know if you, if you liked this video and if you have any thoughts, give me, um, let me know in the comment section down below, you know, I always, uh, respond to as many comments as I can. Usually, I think I'm almost at 100%, unless you give me a comment that for some reason really annoys me. I, I, you know, sometimes I don't respond to those, but even though sometimes I do, but you know, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know down in the comment section if you, if you enjoyed it or what your thoughts were, if you have any, any interesting analysis, uh, points that you want to share, let me know. And, uh, I'm, I'm, interested in what your opinions would be and uh let me see before i get out of here i know this is kind of old and there's probably a few new uh folks added to this list that i have not yet uh <laughs> for some reason i just haven't got around to doing to doing an updated version of this but all these amazing dreamers representing us the dreamers out there in the world with some dope merch if you want to be one of them go ahead over to teespring.com and uh, and you can you can look up my my mr x dream store up there i think it's just called mr x dream store i haven't done one of these plugs in so long that i can barely barely talk through it but yeah, I got some new designs up there as well that you might enjoy. So go check it out and and uh, send me a picture. I promise at some point in the near future, I will be updating that video so you can see yourself. There's like three or four pictures that I haven't added onto there, but you guys all deserve to be, to be shown and to be represented. And uh, yeah. You will be, I promise. Maybe by the next time I do one of these videos with the with the uh, camera on and everything, hopefully by then I'll have that straightened out. If not soon after. But hey, I hope you guys are staying safe. Uh, doing everything you can to keep entertained and keep your sanity in this trying time that we're in. I didn't even mention it in the beginning, but you know. If you're a first responder, if you're a medical personnel, if you're an essential personnel that serves others, please stay safe. And from the bottom of my heart, let me thank you on the behalf of all dreamers. Thank you. And to all of you, stay safe. Do your best to um, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. And um, yeah, I hope I gave you something to do for 25 minutes or so. Don't forget to leave a comment. Oh yeah, by the way, code word. I'd say uh, peeper.
because that guy tried to kill my son. And I don't play that, obviously. I will reverse time if you happen to do that in my dream. Now imagine for a second. Wait a minute. So the code word is peeper. If you happen to be listening all the way to this point, throw peeper in there. But don't go yet because I just thought of something. Imagine for a moment that somewhere in the world, some way, a man is dreaming that he came outside of his house, pulled out some binoculars, and was watching a woman undress, his neighbor undress, in her house. The man comes out, yells at him. The guy goes in, gets his gun, comes out, and decides to shoot up the guy's family. But, moments later, that man reverses time, comes up, to, comes up to him, grabs his gun and puts it up under his chin, seemingly about to force the man to execute himself instead of innocent children. But then the man vanishes, disappears exits the dream world and uh, you know what happens then for him I wonder imagine if that was a different reality a different world and I was just there for that time and then I I vanished this now that's gonna go that's gonna take us down a really sad road and I don't want to leave you with something like that so uh, hey as far as I know I saved my family by doing the most mentally arduous thing I've ever done. And even though it was my dream, I have that experience of, in my mind of, of that strain that it took to do that. And it's like, oh, it's almost like, so, like a mental, mental training of some sort. Some kind, I feel almost like my mind has been exercised in a way that is pretty much impossible to do in real life. So yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Let me know if you've had any dreams like that too, if you've ever gone back in time or caused the reversal of time yourself. I've been thinking for a long time that my dream, my dream master powers have been waning, as I said uh, on, on my Twitter and Instagram, if you follow me on there. I always drop little tidbits and hints and stuff about what I'm going to talk about next. And... This shows me that I'm still capable of some really strange things, strange feats. So yeah, if you're still watching, you know I love you already. You know that. Uh, thank you very much for hanging out and spending some time with me. Uh, code word is peeper. Put that in a comment down below so I can see you. I can see who the real dreamers are. The ones who watch all the way to the end and listen for the code words. Alright, that's all I got for you all tonight. Love you all, and uh, take it easy, stay safe. Later. Oh yeah, I'm Mr. X, and may your nights be full of dreams. Hello again, my dreamers. Mr. X Dreams here. I wanted to thank you for listening to the Mr. X Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Like I said before, make sure you follow this podcast for countless journeys to come. Don't forget, if you can, please leave a 5-star rating and review. It'd be very much appreciated, and it certainly helps out. If you feel I deserve it, that is. Also, if you have a scary story of your own to share, reach out to me at mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. That's mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. You might even hear it on a future episode of the show. Once again, thanks for listening, my friend. I hope you're well. Enjoy your day, night, weekend, or whatever's coming next. I wish you the best in all your endeavors. Until next time, I'm Mr. X, and may your nights be full of dreams.